So here's a problem with recording a podcast. Somehow I always want to eat a snack while I'm doing this. And I like put some granola in this little little bowl right here. And I like, I'm just looking at it. It's like tempting me. And I can't eat it well, because it, it shows. Away. No, I, I just don't know why I poured it. Like I know I can't eat it while we're recording. But I just, I'm not yeah. sure what, like what my mind, what I thought I in my mind. Because yesterday you said... Let's make popcorn. I know. Let's make popcorn. And then we're You can't record. eat during a podcast. <sighs> I don't know why. I, I, I just, it's like something about recording a podcast also makes me want to like have a snack. Well, you should at least put it on the floor or something. Because otherwise, if it's just at hand, you're going to grab it and eat it unconsciously. <sighs> okay. I'm doing that. It's going on the floor. I also poured myself a, a cup of coffee. Well, coffee's okay because you need it to drink something. It's not as loud. I'm like crunching it in my mouth. <sighs> okay, that's the last one for a little while. Hey everyone, it's Jason and Katie, and this is the Funk Travels Podcast. Together we move from America to Turkey to pursue our dream of international living. And now we're figuring out how to live the expat life. Join us in sharing in our experiences, the ups and downs, and travels along the way. Great job. Welcome back to take two of episode 46. Because Katie, on the first episode, didn't check to see if her mic was not muted. And 30 minutes yes. later, when they're wrapping up their episode, she realized that her uh, her mic was muted the whole time mm-hmm. and almost proceeded to cry. It was probably the best episode we ever recorded. It actually was really, really good. And I was enjoying our conversation. And now we have to do it all over again. Yep. A day later. And the and Jason's like not feeling super well today, and he's not very amused with me. <laughs> uh. I was feeling not super well yesterday, but when we recorded in the afternoon, I was feeling okay. You were like at the peak of your energy. Yep, but now I have less energy than I did yesterday. So okay. All right. So February, February's here, and it's the shortest month of the year. Yes. And January, January was like just, I like don't even think it should be counted this year. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like I got nothing accomplished, but we did. Yeah. I mean, you, you cannot count it, but I'm going to count it. Because you got a lot I, done. <laughs> I started, I think I, we talked at last episode, I started doing monthly goals, which I'll review mine tomorrow. But as far as I remember, I accomplished all of my January goals. That's awesome, babe. Yeah, so so it should count. I remember you came up to me, it was like the last day of the month, and it wasn't that long ago, but you were like, I have 1.5 hours to like left to accomplish this goal of like working a certain amount of hours this month for someone. And I was like, do it, just go, just go work. And you're like, but I don't really want to. And I was like, yeah, but you're so, so, so close. And then yeah. you're like, yeah, but it's just an arbitrary goal. Thanks, Lissa. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, I I was actually really proud that you made uh, that goal. Well, uh, the problem was, the problem is I worked a lot on that day. And then 
uh, Thursday and Friday were part of February. And so I didn't actually work. I mean, I worked, but not a lot. And so my February goals are going to be a lot less because one, it's a shorter month, like you said, and I've already didn't hit the averages <laughs> that I needed to in February so far. So. Yeah. Well, so then February doesn't count either. No, fe- February is going to count. It's just going to have different arbitrary goals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did um, get a lot of reading done this last month, which is probably the reason I, I didn't get other things done. So I just had a, yeah. I just had like a funky month. <laughs> funky. The Funks had a funky month. Technically, just Katie Funk had a funky month. Monk, yeah, I, funky month. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what for sure what your problem was, but you had um, you had trouble actually getting things done, and so <laughs> it was more of like it was like this lull in like my life where it was like all the things that I want to do just didn't seem to matter anymore. I wonder if other people have this this problem too. But I did get a lot of Turkish learning done. So it was like sometimes in my life, the things that like, there's just things that matter more at different points in my life. (laughs) And, and it was like the things that I wanted to matter just weren't mattering at that point. But I was getting a lot of Turkish learning done, which is what I had been neglecting for previous months. So, well, you at least you didn't cancel your lessons. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So that's the bigger difference is that you had to like those consequences affected other people as well, like your teachers and whatnot. Yeah. But your like other work didn't affect anybody else. And so. Yeah, that's usually, that's one of the reasons why I have someone that I meet with is because if I didn't, like I probably wouldn't learn Turkish. So that's why I yes. always have someone that I work with because it forces me. You're very me. externally motivated. Yes, yes. That brings me back to our last episode when we talked about those like four personalities about how you get like goals accomplished and things like that. Mm -hmm. It is, it is extremely externally motivated. And I don't know like what as a child could have changed that about me. Like I think I was, I've always been externally motivated to do things. Like when I see those people who work for companies that they like work in tiers and like work to get like vacations and things like that, I'm like, oh man, I would totally be motivated by that too. Because like you can like work towards a goal and then like get something free from it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you're like, that seems, that's just, is not a motivator for you at all. Uh, no, I mean, it can be. Certainly shooting after goals can be a, a motivation, but I just don't necessarily need um, the same sort of external pressure to get things done that you require. Pressure or like, um, affirmation. That's another one. Yeah. Or, uh, accountability or expectations. Yeah. Like there's nobody to disappoint except yourself. Yeah. Which doesn't seem to motivate you enough. (laughs) February. Let's talk about January. So in January, it's not like we didn't get anything done. We actually spent a month (laughs) we spent a week out of the month in Istanbul. (laughs) Yes, we did. And it turned out to be uh, a really good trip. So we went because uh, some of our old friends or some of Katie's old friends were moving back to Istanbul and they have two small children. And we went up there to help watch their children while they did things that needed to be done. Like 
you know, setting up a new house sort of thing. Like they needed to shopping, go to Ikea, or furniture, shopping and whatnot. Find yeah. a bed, get appliances. Yeah, things that are much more difficult when you have two small children. Yeah, all which the I things think apply that we did. To but. everything in life, everything <laughs> is more difficult when you have two small children. But um, yeah, so that's why we went up there. Um, but it was also good because we hadn't been up there for about a year. And then there are people that we hadn't seen for almost probably two years. And so it used a good, it was a good opportunity for us to to meet up with some old friends, see some other friends, and then help some other friends. Yeah. So So there really wasn't like any touristy stuff that we did. I mean, the sole purpose was to help out these people, like be a blessing to them. Um, And kind of like a refreshing time for us to see people that have known us for a long time. Like long time meaning ten years, like pre mm-hmm. pre Jason and Katie being married, dating us in our like individual single years type people. Yeah. So, um, which makes it just makes a really big difference, at least for me. And I mean, I've talked about this with you before, but um, I've this last month I also wasn't I hadn't felt very motivated to like invest in people here. Um, not, not for any reason that they're not fun people to hang out with. I still hung out with people, but like, um, like I used to think that I was really extroverted and I think maybe I still am extroverted, but like, if I don't know the people, then it, then it's really hard. It's not fulfill. It's not replenishing my energy level. It's actually very depleting, um, because it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And And there are, for one thing, I don't think you can judge January by any sort of standard (laughs) because you weren't motivated to do anything really. And so, um, there's something, something about that month was just like, it was like a cloud over me. So, but anyway, like, I think you're right though, that it just, for one, it takes a long time to, to like really, for me anyway, like it takes a long time and it has to be certain people that hanging out with them is refreshing instead of de-freshing. And um, I think it's a combination of both longevity, but then also just certain people, like it's a lot easier to click with than than other people. Like who knows why friends become friends, but um, sometimes there's, you know, just people that, that you feel good about hanging out with and then there are people that it's just good but it just it's more work um not work in a bad way it just takes more energy to hang out with them i mean i understand what you're saying because i'm kind of saying the same thing but you in general don't find like any energy from hanging out with people like you find more energy with hanging out just by yourself like you would say you're more introverted like it's okay for you to spend lots of time by yourself yeah, except in um, in certain situations, like I have some some like specific people that it's it's not work to hang out with. But maybe that just threshold is a lot higher for me than it is for you or for other people. To like not hang out with people, like what? To the threshold for whether hanging out with somebody is is energizing or not. Uh, yeah, but I think like as I've like moved a lot like in the last 10 years and as we've 
as we've been together, like I have found that it's not as, um, it's not as easy as it once was. Like Mm -hmm. it used to be very easy and it didn't matter who it was. And it was just whoever came across my path was, it was just like, who are you and where are you from? And let's talk and hang out. And, um, it seems to be that as I am getting older, which I'm not, we're not that old, but I feel like it sometimes like old soul is how I feel. Um, it has been, it has not been as easy um, for me. Like I notice when like before I go and hang out with people, like is this going to be refreshing? Is this not? And then whenever I get done, it's like it's it was just more work than I than I wanted it to be. And that, that doesn't yeah. seem right for me to think about it like that. But um, there are certain people that I can – I know like if we go and see them, it, we can do vacation with them. We can do um, – I mean, we can go and see them and it is like time has not passed at all. And those are the people that are just that I want to hang out with the most. Um, But they Mm -hmm. don't live. None of them live near us. So, well, some of them live in Istanbul and we got to see them. And so that was good. Yeah. So that was kind of one of the one of the other great things about going to Istanbul. Um, That was one of my things that I remember that I wanted to talk about. So. So I had two thoughts about our trip to Istanbul. Um, the first thing that that I'm aware of whenever I go to Istanbul is that I'm very glad that I don't live in Istanbul. And the reason is basically just that there are people everywhere. And it's such a big city. I mean, I think that they say like 16 million or whatever, but I'm sure it's much higher. And... And it's just evident that no matter where you go, there are people. And it was most clear when we were coming to the airport or coming back, leave, coming from the airport, going to our friend's house. We took the Metro bus, which is like a bus that runs on the highway, but it has like its own lane in the middle. And we got to the station and we were waiting and there's like four of them that pull up right away and all four of them are just packed to the brim with people and so we didn't try to get on because we had luggage and whatnot and so uh they go away and then a couple more pull up and those are full of people and we didn't get on those and then a couple more pull up and those are just full of people and eventually (laughs) i just told katie we just need to get on because we're not we're not gonna like one's not going to pull up that's empty. And so we just have to just push our way on to one of these. And it's just, that's just the way the public transit is in Istanbul. It's just no matter what form of transit or what time of the day, there are just people on it. And of course, during rush hour, it's just like, there's just no room for anybody. And so, yeah. anyway, this is generally how I feel. And it was true when we first got there. But... We didn't, so we didn't do, as Katie said earlier, we didn't do any like touristy things. And so we didn't go to some of the more like crowded, popular areas of town. But we did walk around some of the other neighborhoods, just walking from like our friend's apartment to the subway to wherever. And some of the neighborhoods in Istanbul are just really cool from like, architecture standpoints because they're like really old buildings or really old neighborhoods that have just really unique or old or greek style architecture and they were just really pretty and i think you tweeted or facebooked no you instagrammed at least one picture of some of these neighborhoods and it was 
we don't have much of that in Izmir. I think there's maybe like one or two streets that kind of have that same sort of feel. But um, it's just yeah. not it's not um, it's not just abundant. Whereas like in Istanbul, there's just lots of pockets of neighborhoods that you could explore that look similar to yeah. this that have like they still have the old feel of the old city. Around. Yeah, and the primary reason for that is in the 20s, there was a big fire in Izmir that just basically burned the whole city to the ground. And so we lost a lot of that old, old architecture. And I just started reading a book about the Great Fire of Izmir. And so I'm not very far into it yet. So I don't know much of the history, but um, I think that explains the kind of difference in architecture anyway, that all of the buildings in Izmir are much less than 100 years old. And so they don't feel, you just don't have the same kind of feeling with it as you do in some of these other neighborhoods. Yeah. And so when I was walking around those neighborhoods in Istanbul, like part of me felt like, hmm, I could live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Um, when usually I don't have any of those kinds of feelings towards Istanbul at all. So. Yeah. Well, we had kind of said that too when... I went to that when I went to the conference in last April. We went to and we stayed in a, an area called Besiktash, and um, I think it's just changed a lot from when we lived here the first time. And when I lived in Istanbul the first time, um, I th- when we were going to move here and we were trying to talk about like, would we live in Istanbul? Would we live somewhere else? I was basing living somewhere else off of my first experience in Istanbul. And I think that a lot's just changed since we lived there the first time. There's a lot more um, modern shops. There's a lot of like small town, small businesses and coffee shops. And there seems to yeah. be a lot of the trendier things that are happening around the world are making their way into the Istanbul scene a lot quicker than when I lived there before. And um, so there's a lot of like really cool places that just have a lot of people who are doing these kind of new, newer, cool things that I see in the States um, or other countries that I just wouldn't ever see here. Like um, we saw some people selling kombucha at one of the coffee shops. And um, I do a kombucha here in Izmir at home because you can't find it here. And so they haven't, where where things have made it to Istanbul, they haven't still made it to Izmir. And so it's slowly, Izmir's still behind the times, I should say, that's like, quote unquote, but it's not really, it's, it's still a very modern city. Um, but whenever we went this time and like the, the restaurants and the coffee shops and like the small businesses, there's so much to see that like, it made me like want to spend more time there to see all the like really small details that I just have missed or, you know, the times that we've gone before. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if you think of like kombucha, for example, like that's not even mainstream culture in America. It's still kind of, I don't know what you would, what you would call it. It's getting more popular. I mean, you can find it in the supermarkets and stuff, but most Americans, I think, still don't know what kombucha is. And so, yeah, but there's a lot of people who do. Yeah, but not, I mean, maybe 10% of people in America or something. And so, like, that doesn't mean it's not surprising that, you found. I mean, I was surprised to see it at a coffee shop in Istanbul. But frankly, I would be surprised to see it in a coffee shop in America. And so, it's just kind of one of those things that I'm not. I'm not surprised that 
you know, it's not here. Because I would say everything that's mainstream in America, we can find in Izmir, except Mexican food. But even then, I bought taco seasoning at the grocery store yesterday. And so, okay, that's you know, a very, it's just, very new thing, though. It had not been there yeah, before. Yeah, but and it's just one of those. Are, are, are markets like trendier than most, I would say? No, I bet we can find it. I bet you can find anything at this Migros. I don't think they're individual like that. Yeah, I think I think I've had other people who say like they're they're like market. Our market's called Migros. It's M I G R O S, whatever. But um, it actually they they do differ depending on the neighborhood that you live in. And our neighborhood is a little bit more international um, and more upper class, and so like people can afford some of these like. Mm, nicer commodities or foreign, I think, commodities, or they might actually know what they are. Whereas if you were to go to another like big store somewhere else, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't need it because these people don't know what they are. So why would you put them on the shelves if no one's going to buy it? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to enough, I guess, Migros and other neighborhoods to know if that's true or not. But yeah. Yeah. In general, in general, it's just like a supermarket. And yeah, supermarkets vary, but they stock most of the same things. Anyway, yeah. the point is, uh, what was the point? Istanbul is is more... It's trendy. It is trendy it, and it's... Yeah, it has more of the kind of like um, subculture things going on. The Western subculture things are showing up in Istanbul that aren't really showing up here yet. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, that's true. And it does make me want to like, like I was even like, we should come and like spend a few weeks up here and just explore all the small, like the smaller neighborhoods and the smaller shops and that type of thing. And maybe it was there whenever I was there before, and I just didn't explore enough. But I feel no, like I mean, it's a lot this was, different this time. Yeah, it's I mean, really it's grown. a decade ago. Like when you lived there before, the iPhone wasn't even invented, you know. And so these. I mean, so much has changed in the world in 10 years that it's not its not yeah. reasonable to expect those things not to have changed. So, Yeah. So anyways, it was, a, it was a really good, I thought it was a good week. So the other thing I wanted to talk about in Istanbul is that um, I got scammed by a shoe shiner. And <laughs> this is, um, I won't, I won't say, I say this as, with a with a badge of honor and apparently i should have known that these things happen but i didn't and so um here's here's what happened and why i'm not ashamed to tell this story so we were walking we had just eaten at an indian restaurant actually in uh one of the, one of the other things of, that we don't have here in izmir yeah one of the popular neighborhoods and it was pretty good it wasn't bad um and we were walking to our friend's house because uh, they lived they where they were staying were kind of in this middle of a neighborhood where there wasn't like it wasn't easy to get there there's no like bus that goes right by and the metro was a ways away and so it was actually about quicker to just walk and we had just eaten so much indian food that we're like oh we should just walk anyway so we're walking and the shoe shiner guy walks past us and drops his brush his like shoe shiner brush and being the nice person that i am i picked it up and I handed it to him and he was very like grateful. He said, yo, you're such a good person. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And then wanted to like give me a shoe shine as like 
repayment for my good deed. And I said, no, I said, no, I said, no. And we just kept walking and kept walking. But eventually he was very persistent and I was getting tired of just saying no. And so I, he, so I let him. I just and kept Katie walking. Was I was like, don't, me no. just don't, just keep yeah. walking and don't worry about it. Yeah. And so, so I let him shine my shoes and my Sperry's of all things. So it's not even like dress shoes, but at least they weren't like sneakers. So <laughs> I guess It's not the shoes that you thing. need to be shined. But, yeah uh and so he's shining him and it's talking in his broken english to me eventually you know by the end of the thing he's telling me how poor he is and how much money he needs and, and blah 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 and so i had just a couple lira in my pocket not very much at all but i really didn't have any more money and so i handed it to him and he like gives me this like oh you don't have any paper money sort of complaining that i didn't give him any money give him very much money and Katie had a couple more coins in her pocket and we gave it to him and walked away. And as we were walking away, Katie was started to tell me that this is like a thing that they do and that he dropped his brush on purpose so that I would pick it up. Yeah, but I and forgot I that not, that was a thing. And I had not heard about this thing at all. Like this is the first I'd heard about it. And um, yeah, and so I got scammed by this guy. But, you know, part of me thinks... Like, literally, there was nothing he could have done to get me to shine my shoes. This is the first time I've ever had my shoes shined. And there's so he couldn't have, like, offered me his business proposal to say, hello, sir, would you like your shoes shined? You know, give me some money and I will shine your shoes. I would have said no, 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 and walked away. So in a sense, like, he did the only thing he could have done to get me to get my shoes shined to get money from me really at all because um, even if he was just sitting there begging uh, he might have gotten some money if he was just sitting there begging but certainly if he was offering to shine shoes he wouldn't have gotten any money from me yeah um and so this man is probably extremely poor and um so it wasn't like a bad thing that i gave him money but what i don't like is this is that the the trickery of playing off the goodness of people. And what I think it does is it trains people to not be nice to other people. And so now, like, if anybody, if I'm walking down the street and anybody drops anything, I'm going to start second-guessing myself as to whether or not I should help this person. Because, well, that maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe they're trying to trick me. Maybe they're whatever. Like, it, it trains the good intuitions out of people because they're playing off the goodness of people. It's like, you know, the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible. It's like if that guy was just faking it in order to get a free hotel stay out of people or whatever. Like, it's like the worst thing you could do is to like prey off the goodness of people. Yeah. And so that kind of upset me. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I had not heard of this before. And so yeah, I, and of, I didn't. I didn't remember it until like it just happened so fast. And then after that happened, I was like, no, just keep walking. So because we had had like we, whenever I lived here before and I worked with groups like the, we would tell groups like these stories to just say like there are people who scam you like here's a couple of ways. And um, yeah, people would. Yeah, maybe scam isn't the right word. Maybe like trick is the right word. Because it, it didn't scam me in the sense of like stealing from me or um, or lying. I mean, it's a kind of lying, but it, but it, it's like tricking. I think it's like tricking you in the in the worst way. 
But yeah, yeah, so we told it we told it to some of our friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So they had all heard that they did this before, but I wasn't aware of it. Um, and they told stories yeah. about how other people react, and and like some people they just walk by it. And he, our friend, told us one story about a guy who who dropped in front of it, and he just like kicked it into the woods the brush into the woods and the shoe shiner guy like ran up and you know started yelling at him or whatever but and it's a, it's a good trick or they just pick it up and they like walk plausible walk deniability you have complete yeah. plausible deniability if you do anything mean to it because they can say oh i dropped my brush and you kicked it you know and you could say well you dropped it on purpose and they say no i didn't drop it on purpose you know and so there's no there, it's not like a way to to get out of doing it and so so i really don't know what the right thing to do about this is like do you just not help them like if they drop it do you just walk on by or what i think probably is maybe the best solution is you you pick it up you do the right thing and you help the person but then you don't actually let them shine your shoes so you just just keep walking but also like these people probably need money right and if you like we we have way more money than they do because you know they're a shoe shiner, but and so maybe so, it's nice I mean, to, to let them do yeah. it. But the problem is like we've I heard stories about you do it and then they expect you to give them fifty or sixty lira, you know, after it, and that's just that's way too expensive for those sorts of things. And so you open yourself up to even more like scammery by doing that. Yeah, yeah. Or you just pick up the brush and you just walk away with it like you found it on the ground. And then they have to like yeah, run after you. Yeah, but then you're you. like stealing it. Yeah. I think maybe a be- well, good option is to like call out to them and say, hey, sir, you dropped your brush. And then just keep walking. Because at minimum, that puts more of yeah. a distance between you and you still help them. You know, even even if if they did it on accident, then you at least let them know. And so there's still goodness, but you give yourself a little bit of a distance. But but really, um, I don't know what the right thing to do is. And so I want to know from our listeners here. And I want you to tell us, like, what is the right thing to do in this situation? If somebody tries to trick you like this, like dropping your brush or some of these other kinds of scams, there's probably other ones. Like, what's the right thing to do? And so um, I want to hear from from our listeners what they think the right thing to well, do. Well, I want to know like I don't even know if I want to I mean, yes, tell us what you did, but like I just want to hear other stories like if somebody else has like been scammed or like tricked into having something done for them. Like I would I would that's what I want to know. I want to know the story more than I want to know like what they did about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know both. I so just, here's yeah, here's what you do. Go to our, both, but go to our Facebook page and find this post and comment beneath it and tell us Either what's the right thing to do when somebody tries to trick you like this, or how have you been tricked in the past? And then we'll pick pick one of our favorites and uh, we'll give you a prize or something. We'll send you yeah. a, a little yeah. reward. So yeah, do that. That would be great. Awesome. Cool deal. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got for January. Yeah, overall it was good. And um, yeah, we just got some of our February plans planned out finally <laughs> so yeah we'll be taking well, another trip like, in february we will and i mean we can talk about it we're gonna go to dubai and visit some of our friends and the mm-hmm. tickets the tickets are sometimes really expensive and then sometimes they're not and 
Um, like sometimes your discount airlines, like your cheaper ones are not expensive at all. And then sometimes they just, they just are. And so like we saw when they were, they were cheaper and then we didn't like move forward with it. Cause, um, we're just a little bit. Cause you weren't shy. doing anything in January. Yeah, apparently. I just, I was having trouble making decisions too. There was like a cloud over yeah. me. There was something wrong. There was something so here's wrong. The lesson Maybe you, my you hormone balances were off. I don't know. Because the tickets we ended up buying were cheaper, I think, than when we originally saw them. And so yes. there was there was like a day where you were just very like on the verge of crying because the tickets had went you know, back they up were so, more expensive. They were like doubled the price. Yeah. And I was so and, sad. And now we even got them for cheaper. And so the lesson is... I just happened... We just happened to look last Don't cry night. over high-priced tickets. Don't cry yeah. over like high-priced tickets. I don't know if it, it... It doesn't always happen like that. But some of these discount airlines from Turkey, like the prices don't usually skyrocket before... I mean... The, Yes, in America, if you buy your tickets like two weeks before you go or less than two weeks before you go, it's like extremely expensive. It's ridiculous. And so I think I still had that mentality that these tickets were going up and that they weren't ever going to come down. And that's not how they do it here, at least with this website that we use. And so we actually I think booked, there was there's some kind of campaign deal. Right. I think there was some sort of like discount that we saw and then that discount expired. And now there's another discount some sort of campaign yeah. going on and so that's why they went up and then back down and so yeah maybe it's just lucky but we got the tickets yeah. and so it's cheaper than when we going were to gonna Dubai. go before so yeah and like these I'm are tickets forward. that you get like classes too so like you get the cheapest one and then you get like one with a bag and we figured out okay we can just always get the cheapest one and just have one shared bag whenever we go like that it actually maybe maybe yeah. we'll see depending on where we're going and and how much how stuff long I pack. we're going? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to going because the only time I've been to Dubai is been when it was so hot, and now that we're going like in February, hot. it won't. Yeah, miserably hot, and it won't be that hot now. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, it'll be good. And these are friends that we like to see, and they are refreshing, and like it's good for us to to meet up with each other, mm -hmm. that type of thing. But anyways, that was January, and it is now February. It is a new month, and yep. it's it's just gonna the weather's gonna get nicer, and it's gonna be great. And then it's like summer's gonna be here before we know it. It's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. We're already trying to figure out summer plans. Yeah, so. which is just I felt like we just got back from the states, but it's been six months now. <laughs> yep. So okay, well that is that the, is it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap yeah. for January. I don't feel like this time around was as good as the first time. No. It'll just be a lost episode. It's just, I'm just really sorry, babe, that I did it's that. It's okay. We have a checklist now. So. <laughs> the checklist is like, make sure that your mic isn't muted. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lots of things on the checklist. It's like Katie. And so the problem is, Katie. you know, every, no, every time something goes wrong you add that thing to the checklist it's like so I, i'm a programmer right and so one of the things you do is whenever there's a bug you should write a test that tests that bug and then you never have that problem reoccur but it's actually quite difficult to do mm -hmm. in programming but also in podcasting as well in so, life generally because you don't want to spend yes. that extra time doing that but it's good if you do that so yeah anyway 
Well, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, you can go to our website at funktravels.com. You can get to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash funktravels, where you can go and comment on your scamming abilities and scamming <laughs> situations. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Instagram at funktravels and Twitter at funktravels. And yep. until next time, we will talk to you later. See ya. Peace out. <laughs>